0: Hey you brave souls, ready to join me on a wild ride through the uncharted waters of love, healing, setting boundaries, and mental wellness? Today, we are going deep into the heart of all things uncomfortable. Because let's face it, life's juiciest lessons often come from those oh-so-awkward moments. And guess what? Today Mark and I are strapping in for a thrilling discussion on the age old conundrum, male and female friendships. Are they real or are they a product of our imagination? Can we truly have platonic connections across gender lines? It's a topic that's bound to spark some fiery insights. So strap yourself in and get ready for the ride, because we're about to unravel the mysteries of male and female friendships like never before.
1: This topic is quite interesting because it deals with a lot of different facets of what it means to be human, specifically if men and women can remain in platonic relationships. Because in an ever-evolving world that we are in right now, where there's social media, where we get influenced by pretty much everything around us trying to push us a certain way, it might be quite hard to determine what does it mean for you to be in a platonic relationship with the opposite sex. It can get quite messy, but as you'll see, it doesn't always have to end up being that messy. Yeah,
0: yeah it's a really complex terrain to navigate as especially today where people's definition of what it means to be in a relationship has shifted so much. And so those boundaries keep shifting. And how do you navigate that? If you are somebody that is very open, friendly, and you're talking to all sorts of different people, getting people's insights and perspectives and listening to their stories, if you're a girl, you're just a target. It's open season. So I wanted to discuss this with you because I'm sure you yourself have had exposure to this and other people have come to you as well well for advice on how to deal with this
1: yeah okay so there's multiple parts to it to what you're asking how women being a target I think is something that we should try address and if you look back at society as a whole there's certain social norms that society has had throughout the different generations courtship was the predominant force of dating and that was to go out with the opposite sex with intention to start dating and get married we don't really court anymore it's about quickly can we just get into the relationship and how quickly can we give into our urges and move on to that kind of space because there's now a plethora of people around you that you can just easily choose the next one we literally got to a point in society where we can left or right depending on what you look like without having to ask any questions no personal relationship we can just reject people purely on that basis then we have a society that says it's okay to put a lot of likes onto women in bikinis and make them feel very special that way and it trains young people too yeah. but it's what's happening and, and, yeah, we,
0: Someone opened his Instagram chock full of women in bikinis yeah. and skimpy outfits. Yeah, And
1: it's because if you're a guy, you're definitely biologically programmed to be attracted to what you're attracted to. And then an algorithm is going to feed you that because you tend to stay there a little bit longer. So actually for some men it would be very difficult to not go there and not allow it to become a thing to ignore it or to say I'm not interested in this and start looking at what your interests are yeah but it's also teaching guys that there's multiple women that you can look at a bikini so what's really the point of trying to court somebody because if they're too much of a hassle I can go somewhere else
0: initially in the past social norms dictated that there would need to be expressed intention right so intention conveys a certain level of commitment but now today it seems what's happening is that has been stripped away and now we're trying to get all the goods without actually any of the effort involved in it. And then that brings us back to that theme of why would I want to actually put in the work of pursuing a woman if I can just look at all these scantily clad girls? And then that's when you start to think what defines a meaningful relationship, right? So is it it just merely the kind of neurotransmitters that are released, dopamine hits that you get when you look at a scantily clad woman and then you feel that rush of pleasure, right? Or is there something deeper or more meaningful in actually dealing with a real human being? Yeah,
1: I think they different. Definitely is something that's deeper and more meaningful, right? Because when you're looking at just whatever you're attracted to, it takes a lot of self control to realize that there's a person behind that screen. There's a person behind the picture that you swiped right on. And that person has a life, a soul, has a lot of things that you don't necessarily take into account when you first see them on the page. And, and they have their problems and they have their hurts and they come with their own baggage. I might get a bit of pushback on this one, where I think sometimes having a bit of conservative views can actually be beneficial in maintaining what is healthy in the confines of relationships. I think it's quite good for us to have a look at what is damaging within dating before we look at what it means to be in a platonic relationship.
0: So the idea Mm. of reproduction actually complicates the notion of pure friendship, right? So neurochemicals like oxytocin, for example, are associated with bonding and attachment. They sometimes lead to Mm. romantic feelings. And as we talked about, extended amounts of time with somebody that you can get along well with Mm. can often lead to those feelings of attachment and closeness and intimacy, which will lead to that murky area of, oh, are we now more than just friends. Neuroscience seems to suggest that our brain's plasticity allows us to override some of those more natural impulses, enabling genuine platonic friendships. But I do feel there needs to be some level of a gear shift to get into that space of platonic friendships. You may not necessarily cross any physical boundaries, but you do cross emotional boundaries, psychological boundaries. And once you realize that, how do you pull that back so that you can still maintain a friendship that's meaningful and life-giving without there being all this confusion around it. The biggest challenge is the confusion in the gray areas and the tensions that arise from that.
1: You're 100% right. Especially if you're entering a friendship with the opposite sex, there's definitely going to be times where if you're spending enough time with them, relationships in order for them to thrive require unfair exchange. I have my close male friends that I can reach out to if I've got problems and they can reach out to me. We try to stay in communication, but if I'm the only one that ever tries to reach out, keep reaching not seeing how they are, I feel like there's no reciprocity there, then, well, I'm going to start backing off, right? And that's just the way the relation actually works. I like the term that you mentioned to me before as we were discussing some of these things like a ninja boundary, right? You've got yes. to be like, well, oh, what is it that I want in this relationship? Because you hear terms like friends with benefits and then women are like, I put them in the friend zone and even guys sometimes put some girls in the friend zone, right? And we can easily manipulate those spaces to get what we want. It happens. Yeah. And it's it becomes quite a bit of a messy thing. But once you sent intentionality, you can then get a lot of comfort. Out of that, and your boundaries can lie, and you can move on to that.
0: There is some degree of discipline and tension that comes in a part of being able to have a healthy relationship, where there is mutual respect, where there is reciprocity, where there are boundaries. All of that requires a certain level of maturity. It requires discipline, and sometimes putting up with certain levels of discomfort. Even when it comes to having a conversation with the other party, that could potentially hurt. And who wants to do that? And you don't have those conversations, eventually the relationship evolves into something that is not so healthy.
1: We are inherently hedonistic in in nature, right? And we've got to fight that drive to figure out what's in it for me. And some people are better than that at others, right? There are people that can create a lot of concern and care. But there would be elements where your hedonism might come out and be like, I don't want to have that conversation because right now they are giving me a lot. And it could be both ways, right? For men, it could be that their platonic friendship with a girl is giving them a lot of emotional support and they need that right now in the space of their life. But she might be thinking, I'm keep providing the emotional support and I can't, I'm starting to get a little bit of feelings, maybe if I keep doing that. And in that process, because she's longing for- or a little bit more that isn't spoken of, she would eventually get to a point where he'll be like, okay, I've taken what I've needed from you. And now I'm going to put you straight back in that friend zone box. And for a goal as well, maybe there's emotional support that's coming out there, physical support. And then she's, but I think he's getting the feels, but right now he's doing a lot for me. Sometimes he'll do things for me because he wants to just spoil me. And that can also easily be abused because you're getting something out of it. And that kind of shows where the friend zone and some are like, oh, they are in the friend zone. Somebody says that there's an indication that they are definitely mismatched in terms of where they're at. I've I've seen interviews where the girls on social media between different platforms where they're just asking questions like is your boyfriend like oh, no it's just a friend I've put him in the friend zone and when they say that phrase I've put them in a the friend zone means they're aware that he's trying and that's that's quite a bad place to string somebody on and, and it takes sometimes a guy and I'm going to use this term knowing that it might be controversial but it takes a guy time to man up so again that comes down to intentionality but there's quite a lot of good that can come from platonic relationships between men and women
0: Is it really that bad to tell a friend who might have feelings for you we're just friends like I'm only comfortable with friendship so that would be a woman putting a guy in a friend zone she might say it in a way that sounds a bit insensitive but that's a woman exerting her boundaries voicing out her feelings and telling a friend very frankly where she's at so is it bad for her to do that and if the guy chooses to continue being her friend then that's on him and he probably sees the value of just even being her friend
1: no it's it's not bad to, to say hey like I just want a friendship actually that's the right thing to be doing it's the way that it can go along but then don't expect all the perks from the guy that he's been giving you because if he's, you just want to be friends then you need to deal with what comes from that and I think sometimes girls will say I want to be in the friend zone and then again it's easy to abuse it because you could just give that little bit extra right prolong a hug somewhere and then maybe subconsciously send a message that there might be a chance just to like tag him along and get the benefits that he's been giving you and that's Is that, why
0: would you say that would be a conscious decision on the girl's part to do
1: that or something that happens sometimes not it gets very messy right it really depends on and I'm using generalized and I don't mean to be a woman bashing here. But it just depends. I've seen guys really hurt by girls who put them in friend zone and vice versa. It does become quite a messy thing because you've got to be their friendship matters to me more than just these benefits that I've been getting because of the gender dynamics, right?
0: Okay, so if you put a guy in a friend zone, you draw those boundaries, tell him very clearly, hey, I think you're a great person and I, I value our relationship. I value you as a person and I want to keep it that way and I understand you may not be comfortable with it. And so just moving forward, what do you envision? Do we need more space? And so having that kind of conversation, to me, that's a very fair conversation to have. But I feel that in my experience, you have that conversations. Men's egos, a lot of time, can't take that. It's like they can't yeah. take any honesty. Any yeah. honesty from a woman is considered man bashing. And that's a double standard. That's really sad. So to me, if I were to talk to a man that way, I would expect a grown man to be able to handle that with a certain degree of maturity and to be able to not take it too personally. Yeah, it's hard, obviously, if you have feelings for somebody and the person person just easy as a friend. What were you expecting? And like you said, what can she expect from him? What were the benefits that he was giving to her before they even defined that there was more than just a friendship? Because there's a lot of assumption going on both ends. Yeah.
1: You see where where it becomes a point is when you're saying that some guys' egos get hurt. Could be very highly, but if it's at a point where the guy's starting to develop feelings, it means that the boundaries weren't set straight from the beginning. It means that the intentionality wasn't set straight from the beginning. It's gotten to a point where he's been giving and you've been taking and then there's Almost like a flip. Let me try and see because I've gotten away with this point. I've gotten away at this point. I've gotten away. When I say gotten away, for instance, he might be like, "All right, I've given her a hug. Okay, she's okay with that. I've extended the length of the hug. Okay, she's okay with that. And now I'm like really like my hand is maybe sliding a little bit further down her back. Okay, she's okay with that. She's resting her head on my shoulder. Okay, now it's feeling a little bit more intimate. And there's these, it doesn't just progress instantly. And at some point along these different things, and I'm using that as a very plain basic example, but there has to be a point where you've got to be. That's too far and when it gets to the point that it's too late and that's maybe where it feels like their egos are hurt is because maybe their ego is hurt because they felt like they were led on to something
0: were they being led on or were they just assuming because i've seen videos where the guy interacts with the girl he puts his hand on her shoulders she feels uncomfortable so she like just smiles and then moves away instead of outright telling him don't put your hand on my shoulder which is preferable because the thing is for women it's very uncomfortable for us to be like don't put your hand on my shoulder dude like it, it just feels very confrontational and unnecessary yeah. and a guy to me any grown man should be sensitive enough to know that actually you shouldn't even be touching a gun on your shoulder without having established some degree of like closeness or friendship or like even asking ahead of time about consent about whether or not are you okay mm-hmm. with this just because you're close emotionally to somebody as a friend especially if you're of opposite sex that you should be like just touching them to me there's a great deal involved here when it comes to the word consent that I want to flesh out because you see it's like what you were talking about that very basic example that you provided from my perspective as a woman if you have never articulated to me that you liked me and there was intention and you were hanging out with me and you were doing all these so-called nice things with me that's you presenting a false image of yourself so who's stringing who along who's stringing who along secondly if in your opinion you feel that okay so she might like me so I will just slide my hand down to her butt there's so many things wrong with that picture and then for a guy to flip that around and turn it into oh the girl's stringing me along and I'm sure you've heard those narratives for men. But did you hear the narrative from the woman? I'm just curious to know what your thoughts are on that and how you would bridge that disconnect because I think that's essentially what we're trying to do in this podcast to understand that, hey, that is essentially a misalignment at times. And if you want to talk about having platonic relationships, is it even possible? And if it is possible, how do we fix those misalignments?
1: So I'm just taking a bit of time to to think because it's it's multifaceted. So this is something that we spoke about before, right? Is that generally women want to be pursued. And there is something within men that they want to pursue. It goes back to a hunter-gatherer mentality, right? The men are meant to be the hunter. They're the stronger. They go out and face the danger. They go out, seek the adventure, get the excitement. Women want adventure and stuff too, but they want to join a man on that process. But they also want to feel special, right? Like young girls at their heart want to feel that they're seen, that they're beautiful. And that's where the mis- construed that society has given right now is that women are seen and beautiful and get that attention by likes and clicks and they will do more and more extreme things to get there so there's some things that maybe we have to come to a mutual understanding is that's biologically part of programming between men and women and i'm talking again usually on generalizations There has now become a shift in the world that i've seen that where they're telling men to take on more feminine traits and they're telling women to take on more masculine traits right so be more assertive don't be as apologetic in terms of women right and then men, you need to be softer. You don't need to stand, don't stand your ground as much. Don't be as assertive onto women. Don't be as assertive onto those people around you. Because you have that physical dominance side, don't abuse that. Don't, which is right, don't abuse it. But there comes a point where a man has to trust his own strength and a woman has to trust her own strength. And in that point, can we agree that there's, there is that within male and female nature? Dynamic?
0: Yeah, I do agree. But I don't think a lot of women would agree with me because I think I'm actually quite conservative in my outlook mm. on that point. Because I actually have written a song called tell me and the premise of the song is the guy should tell me and i usually do a poll before i sing that song and i always ask my audience do you think that it should be equal opportunity you know the guy or girl can tell each other and by and large from my experience a lot of people think it's actually equal opportunity these days i'm not 100 oh the guy must tell the girl first but it would be preferable for me that's just how i feel so i can resonate with that point where you say okay guys always want to go out there they want to conquer the world they want to do all this stuff and then women do that too but then they want to have to be able to join someone on that journey. And I think that's why women are more in some ways socially wired. And I don't think that men are not wired for emotional intimacy, but I feel that possibly the things that matter to women, like maybe not the emotional intimacy plays a big part in what makes us feel grounded and whole. And I'm not speaking for all of all women. Obviously, there are women that might just feel like, oh yeah, adventure's my thing and I don't really need people around me as much. I'm more of a solitary type person, but there is a different level of drive and I think that's hormonal as well because the hormones play a big difference in how you interact in the world how you move about and what is rewarding to you
1: right yeah so coming down to how brain functions neurochemically speaking in terms of everyday interactions male and female brains hardly differ but when we are faced with certain things that induce let's say a hormonal response it differs quite largely so on the day-to-day every average men and women are pretty similar in how we think and why do we move on right but then for instance like romantic relationships oxytocin gets released in women at a lot higher rate than in men. doesn't mean it's not released. It's just at a higher rate. Men and women both have estrogen and testosterone. Men will have more testosterone and women will have more estrogen. And that does a whole bunch of stuff chemically to us. So the way that things are expressed comes out differently. But the points of expressing it can be relatively the same in the terms of if you have certain boundaries set in place. So going back to you, how do you navigate who's leading on who's dealing with it? And I just wanted to say if we agree that there's an element to that with some women and probably large portion of women want to be pursued. It becomes quite difficult, I think, on a man's perspective on knowing on how to pursue. Because there's a lot of things that can become problematic and be misconstrued, even without the intention of it being that way, right? If we have to start clearly defining boundaries, and that's why I like the term ninja boundaries, right? Because you can move away and you got to keep moving away. And if they're still not getting it, then you have to be in their face and be like, I don't want this. And then you have to deal with the consequence that maybe the guy will leave. And that can be and that could be him just standing up for his own morals and stuff. Not that his ego is hurt. He's just like maybe I don't want of female friendship I was trying to go for something more and clearly that's not going to happen I'm out and allow him to dip because you really want that part of that relationship right but in terms of pursuing if you start saying you've got to talk about it. you've asked for my consent there might be an element where the romance gets taken away from it because yeah, thrill, you are attracted to somebody and you feel that excitement and it's mutual the hand on the lower back then might feel quite nice because right? he might be thinking that it's mutual up until that point and he doesn't want to say
0: but what if it's mutual but then because how you feel about those boundaries and what it connotes when a guy just puts his hand like I said it comes across as presumptuous to me Mm -hmm. so what if you did actually have feelings for him and then he did that and then that's that's not cool for you you're just like why would you assume that why would you treat me that way
1: because from a male's point of perspective it might be him just seeing where the boundaries are
0: why can't you talk about it I think that being able to talk about it is sexy having the confidence and the charisma to talk about it instead of just acting it out I think that's sexy it takes a lot more courage to talk about it than to Act it
1: out. Confidence is one of the most attractive things to both genders. So I understand that. But it also comes to a point where to talk about things constantly can become quite tiring. So, what, what a lot of men would want out of women, and they don't really find it very often, is that they would want women to be their peace. They would want women, if you're looking at a romantic level, they would idealistically want a girl to be like, okay, I want to have a bit of peace. Sometimes I need to find rest in you. Men's mental health is hardly ever really spoken about. Suicide rates in men are a lot higher than in women. I just want to find a bit of peace in you and find Security. And obviously there's fair exchange in that. When women go through hard times, they want them the man to be their strength, right? They want to be like, I don't know how to deal with this. Can you tell me how to deal with this? Can you help me? Can you be the strength? And it's that fair exchange. But if a man's got to be like, is it okay if I put my hand on the back of your head? Is it okay if I give you a longer hug? Is it okay? It could become quite taxing. Yeah. Oh, of course. I don't think it's necessarily always asking about where you're gonna hug or something, but say okay, where are we in our relationship? What is the intention? You don't let it get to the point where it becomes a real problem and triggering an becomes hurtful then you haven't spoken about it early enough you haven't defined your boundaries early enough and that's how you stay in that platonic relationship because you ask is it doable i would say yes it is doable it's damn tricky but it's still doable in terms of navigating your way through what it means to be in a platonic relationship and you're also asking how do you mitigate like getting to those points i think men and women need to be in more platonic relationships with one another so that they can learn so that you have a female friend who can help you when you might be going into the dating pool like a female friend that you're probably not interested in all like you've gone to that point okay nothing's going to happen here, but we're still really good friends we can share bounce ideas off them, get that different perspective or as a female like this guy did this what would it why is he not thinking rationally right and could you maybe change my perspective so much of what we've been having right like we, we both have anecdoted different arguments made major yeah, because we think mm-hmm. different tells and females think differently and view these situations very differently
0: yeah but and i like not- what you said about how if a guy does reach that point that behooves him to reach out to the girl and say where are we going with this i have feelings for you because From what I can see and what I hear, it's often the woman that initiates the conversation
1: because they're more emotionally attuned. So I'm sorry to put it that way. Like, often it is initiate the conversation. But if you really want to go down to like traditional conservative generals, you would want a guy to lead you, right? So initiate the conversation, but also let him lead in his thoughts and then lead you into saying what you want to say or just say what you want to say. That's cool too. It comes a point where if the guy doesn't have the maturity to deal with what you're saying, you don't want to be with that dude anyway. You might not even want a friendship with him. So let him go. It's okay to let people. You outgrow people.
0: Let's say if you were ever in a situation where you didn't feel comfortable or safe enough to have that conversation, how would you go about navigating that relationship? If if there is a friendship possible, would you just let it slide? Would you let it run its course and avoid having that conversation or just slowly cut contact down? Let's say for a woman or a man who's, okay, I'm so done with these gray areas. It's emotionally exhausting, mm-hmm. but I don't know what I want necessarily. Oh, this relationship other than maybe just a friendship. But then what is that friendship and what would the next step be?
1: You're at that impasse where you're like, maybe I want something more, maybe I don't. How do you navigate that little space within the context of relationship? Yeah,
0: it gets to point in a friendship where you're like, there's not just friendship anymore. There's definitely something more Mm -hmm. and it's emotionally draining, right? It's got
1: nothing to do with him at that point. You're still in the friendship kind of space. He might have feelings. That's his own problem or she might have feelings. That's her own problem. Until you know what you want, it's not fair to string them along or put them in that space you don't want to go and directly tell them hey listen i don't know what i want but at the same sense then you just pull back a little bit you don't allow them to regulate your emotions as much don't go into too much depth keep things a little bit closer to your chest like really revert back to almost the level of an an acquaintance until you figure out what you want because you might want to pursue a relationship with them and to cut ties with them entirely then you've cut your nose to spite your face but you also don't want to string them along so it's a very fine line to be like let me rather just cut back let me not overshare let me indicate that the hug is done now don't sit next to each other if you're visiting and you're on that kind of point don't sit next to each other on a chair Sit opposite chairs so that like you're still in the same room and it's setting these ninja boundaries that the other person might not even really pick up on until you know what you want and if it does lead towards the friendship then you will speak about it because there's a lot of studies and research shows that if you actually have explicit communication it doesn't matter what type of relationship that you are that those boundaries that you start setting through explicit communication will create a lot more self-awareness and enhance your cognition and a whole bunch of different levels. So it's really important to do that because you're allowing that other person to become self-aware themselves and your self-awareness is going to increase. Your cognition is going to increase and it just generally helps you to be better not just within relationships, right? It'll allow you to have cognitive flexibility as well. You'll start knowing where your boundaries lie, how can I be flexible, what can I do, what is still within the confines? Your problem-solving skills are then going to increase as a result of that.
0: Being able to talk out and communicate your boundaries, that's a really important life skill.
1: 100%. And in that, then you're also growing neuroplasticity, right? there's been research that also indicates that communication is actually key to a lot of things and we don't just communicate by words right have that like explicit like this is clearly what i want but communicate it with your body language if i go like this and i step back from across my arms that's communicating something or if i'm like leaning into somebody that communicates something like but be intentional with what that is so often our body will contradict our mind so if you find your body leaning into somebody and you're like oh i am showing a bit of attraction but i don't want that become present in, in your situation be like okay, i need to back off a bit and let my body communicate something Maybe it's just by having my shoulders slightly away we can communicate that way then what is important is to really express it boundaries are important we get to this point there's multiple types of boundaries that we can set right where can be what are we talking about communicate about your feelings explicit physical boundaries set them be transparent so that's being honest look at relationship status if it gets to that point identify what personal space is it's okay to say to somebody hey you're in my bubble back off it's okay to set emotional boundaries we don't always have to share that can be burdensome especially within friendships if it's just a friendship they really have no right to carry your deepest, darkest secrets and vice versa. If they're oversharing, a friendship is definitely allowed to put in those boundaries and even within relationships, but obviously it changes a bit of dynamic. And then if for whatever reason, the person decides, okay, we're both friends, be okay if they move on, be okay if they find a physical attraction to somebody else, be okay within those spaces. Group setting.
0: Be okay.
1: Be cool I mean, <laughs> and to come cool about it. So be okay, cool, <laughs> take it easy. But eventually if you're doing that, you will find yourself being warm, and it won't hurt as much if you were on that, other side. if you really want to set boundaries and you're like okay things are getting a bit too much try hang out in social settings don't be alone with the person that much like I said in the beginning if you want somebody to fall for you just spend a lot of time with them or in a social thing that becomes a bit more difficult because you allow yourself space to create a clear boundary by going to go speak to somebody else even if it's like with the same gender or different friends whatever it may be make sure that there's understanding if you're really struggling and you find you're both struggling set time limits to your interactions that can happen yeah there's a lot of that comes out of that yeah
0: I love that we were able to land on this big b word which is boundaries thank you mark for all the insight that you shared and we talked about real explicit boundaries and ninja boundaries and i think that's a lot to take away for our audience today and i just want to thank all our audiences for listening and look forward to the next episode awesome
1: thank you thanks debra
0: as we wrap up this exhilarating dive into the world of male and female friendships one thing is clear to me setting boundaries is the ultimate game changer And now, with those boundaries firmly in place, these friendships become undeniably real, not just a figment of our imagination. Join us next Wednesday for an eye-opening episode on the complexities of gender roles and their profound impact on our mental well-being. We'll be joined by none other than Judy Chu, an accomplished author, researcher, lecturer at Stanford University, and a true authority in boys' psychosocial development.